All right, so the Colorado Avalanche get some much-needed home cooking and get a much-needed win, but it did not come easy. And why would it against the Arizona Coyotes? All right, new episode of Locked on Avalanche, common at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Make sure you're following us on social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter X, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram and threads, questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Avalanche at gmail.com. Follow us on our YouTube channel, hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live, <clears throat> and make sure you subscribe to our subtext as well. Link to that's in the show notes below. When you do, we chat with Kyle and I one on one, become a very special insider, and we share your opinions and thoughts on everything Avalanche on this very podcast. And I think you do get like a month free of that as well when you sign up. So, nothing to lose there, folks. Go ahead. Not a single thing. No. All right. Uh, Avs back in action after that uh, forgettable road trip, and they get back on home ice where they are. It's one of the things they're doing well this year, uh, and they they get the win. It, it was it like I said in the beginning, did not come easy. It was a struggle. It usually is for some reason. I guess we've been saying that for the past couple of years against the Arizona Coyotes. They they put up a fight. Arizona's a scrappy team. And they are in a, a, a rut right now as well. So you had two teams, Avalanche obviously coming off of that road trip. Arizona just losing, I think, eight in a row they had lost heading into this one. So they wanted to stop that. So you, you knew you were going to get their best from them regardless. And it was a back and forth game. It was a weird game. We'll get into a lot of like the, the penalties and the challenges. And it was just a, a weird game that had not a lot of like flow to it in the middle stages uh but the avs they pull it out and win this thing four to three so they they get they get a much needed two points exactly game of it so that's it yeah because looking at my my schedule i have at work i look at the schedule and i mark green for wins and pink for losses and there's been a lot of pink lately and Mm. it's annoying and it's to get two points and a win this is what you want and something to build off of, but we'll get to it. There's a lot to work on still, especially when we start breaking down the stats. And it was just, it was not the greatest start. And well, I, I thought the start was okay because Colton got on the board first. Like that's what you need. Well, I mean, your, your home crowd is going to be into it. You know that they're going to try to, you know, get you over that hump and Colton scores first and you're feeling good. And, you know, and then and then and then the game begins and then it's a chess match and it's back and forth. And it was a good hockey game. It was fun. Yeah. Like, I think as an Avalanche fan, you wanted it to be that or you're back on home ice. Let's just bury them. Let's not yeah. let's not have this thing in doubt at all. Let's just get a win so we can just get back in the win column. And in the end, you did. And that's all that really matters. But how you got there was a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, especially because I sat there and I wanted a win so bad. I. It's just one of those nights where everything lined up perfectly, where I could sit down and watch this game. And the game starts, and they put up the infographic. And Yorgiev, something about his picture, he's not even looking at the camera. And I'm like, he's not even paying attention to the camera. 
Yeah. And so I'm like nitpicking him all through this first game. Those first two goals, he wasn't even looking at. It was just bad beats. I was like, it's going to be mm-hmm. one of those games. And it was. And then it, the Avs, it's one of those games that they didn't let, and we're going to get to everything that happened, but they didn't let that bother them. Um, Nathan McKinnon's mm-hmm. face, I don't think he's his face is going to make it to the trade deadline. <laughs> it is the most beat up <laughs> thing in hockey right now. Uh, it's like, for that not to de- derail the game and Nathan McKinnon's production and it didn't take him out of the game. Rijo looked a little bit better when it came to like face-offs and stuff, okay. but that's it. That's it. Um, you get, you, like you mentioned, Ross Colton getting things started. Mm-hmm. Taser lasers are back. Mm-hmm. Like little things are working and you're continuing the home streak. You're, you have your first and everything when it comes to playing at home, which is what you need. And it's what this team needs right now. Like we talked about building camaraderie on the road. Didn't happen. Went south. They're home. This is where they play hockey. And hopefully they can start stringing together wins because you play Vancouver. It's a huge test, but you have Vancouver coming up. This is what you want to do working towards a bigger test. Yeah, you said you didn't let it get to them. And I think, you know, that is... It, you know, it's a little bit easier to to not let things get to you where, you know, you lose a lead or you lose or you, you gain and then you gain the lead and then you lose it on a challenge or whatever um, and and not let that get to you when you are on home ice. That That's where home ice keep, keeps you afloat, right? Um, you have, the you know, the fans are going to be behind you unless you completely a complete dud. So um, I, I just think it was a different frame of mind for the Avalanche just to, to keep fighting in this game and and it it was it was a back and forth but you know the the first got a little bit out of out of hand with with all of the penalties um uh, i didn't like some of the penalties that were called i, I thought the I, it's weird like we like to jump on the refs not you know i think that we do you and i do a good job of not putting uh, you know everything on the refs yeah i thought they did the best like th- it was a challenging game for them um, but I didn't like some of the calls that that they made on the Avs, and I didn't like the call some of the calls that they just completely ignored. That was like, okay, that's a precedent you're setting, setting, especially the the Miko one on Dumba that they called interference. Okay, if if you're gonna call that, like there there was three or four of them on the other end that they just completely ignored, and I thought it was just one of those games where it wasn't consistent on what you're calling. And, you know, for the, and then, but having said that, you know, they did, you know, the avalanche had their opportunities and that's why I'm not getting like so up in arms over, over the refs about this leading one way or another and favoring one team or another, because, you know, the Avs had a a four minute minor where they didn't score on it, but I thought, I thought it looked good. I, you know what I mean? Like it, it did, like they did basically everything except score. So it, it was just a, a game that had, in the beginning stages, very little flow to it. And I thought as the third period went on, it got a little bit better. Um, and it, and for the Abs, you know, a game that was, man, you felt so good because you're finally back at home. And look look up the score is three to three. Yeah. So this thing is not in the bag, and and Arizona had the lead. And then we'll get into the challenging stuff in a minute. But again, like we we kind of talk a lot about you have a good feeling, even though the game is close. 
even though the Avalanche are playing well. I thought they played a good, hard game. They played a good, hard game. But they're in a position right now where nothing is guaranteed. So there's that moment where it's like, okay, even though this game is tied in the past, like I said, we, we've talked about it before, where it's like you still feel good. You still feel good they can pull this thing out. Where things are right now for the Avs, it's like I hope that they can pull this thing out because it is not guaranteed. How are you feeling kind of in the later stages of this game? Yeah, and to follow up on those two quick points right there, mm-hmm. that interference from Miko, uh, you could take it either way, but in that yeah. in the heat of the moment, it's it's undisciplined, and I don't want to see that from Miko anymore. Like he I was frustrated. Him, yeah, I want to see that cleaned up because at that moment you were talking about feeling good and not feeling out of it. It's one of those moments that th- that could flip the game, and we talk about like the little minute moments in a game that could completely change the course of the game. Miko being frustrated and doing things like that, that could be one of those that turn the game. And also mm-hmm. to your power play, they did that w- weird little setup, I don't like early in the game and never went back to it ever again where they passed it really quickly to Raijo sitting down in Landy's office. It mm-hmm. was like a pinball. I've mm-hmm. never seen them do that before. It was like quick little passes and it, it started yeah. working and <clears throat> they never revisited it. So something works. We'll see it again, maybe at game 81. But the rest of the game going on, it started to clean up a little bit. And it was 4-3 for both teams three or four times in this game. And it's one of those that it didn't take the wind out of anybody's sails. They just, they kept pushing. And yes, there were a little bit of like after the whistle fighting, but nobody let the game, like nobody decided to like, start headhunting or make amends mm-hmm. or like carry beefs. And I think the avalanche, like especially towards the third played a really good brand of hockey that I really want to see going forward, especially if the power play starts working. But yeah, I, I, I like the, I like the end of the game a whole lot better than I did that first period. Cause that first period I was extremely frustrated with everything I saw. You mentioned the power play, and quickly um, before we get into our, our first break, uh, I watched the uh, the Oilers play mm. over the weekend, and and that power play is it, it's not a pun; it's a well oiled machine. Like they don't stop moving, yeah. and it's not that they're moving, you know, from one side of this to the other. In their zone, they are constantly circling; they are not stagnant. And and the Avalanche were the total opposite. Yeah. Like Nathan McKinnon, as great as he is on the power play, he he does the the Ovechkin. Just that's his spot. He doesn't move. Miko Rantanen, same thing on the other end. He doesn't move. The only ones that are really moving are Kale McCarr and whoever is kind of in the net front. If it's Lekkinen, if it's Johansson, whoever it is. But they don't go to those guys. Those guys are there to yeah. clean up everything. And when you watch the Oilers do it, it's it's just while they're while they're still in their zone. That just gives the defenders, they have to constantly look back and see where they are. And yeah. that gives whoever's with the puck that split second to either fire it on net or fire a pass. And when they're, you're not moving, when you're just standing there, they don't have to look because they yep. know you're not going anywhere. So you did. You saw, like, you could tell that it was something that they worked on. And while they didn't, I mean, did they even get one? Did they have a, a, they got a one. goal? They did oh, get no, one. The- did not know they didn't yeah but i mean oh for four not what you want to see but the way that it was was running i was much more pleased with yeah so 
Um, all right, more to get to with this game, obviously. We have uh, our subtext people chiming in, and of course, our sound check. And we'll get to all of that coming up. First, let's hear from Camino Consulting. And how would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big, ongoing fights. After providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. So did your Valentine's gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you had hoped? Get the couples and family online seminar for 25% off for the month of February using the discount code Locked On. So again, that is the discount code called Locked On for 25% off for the rest of the month of February at CaminoConsulting.ca or mention Locked On when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the first five profiles for free. That is CaminoConsulting.ca and that promo code once again is Locked On. All right, so getting uh, back to the game with the Avalanche and the Coyotes. Avalanche win this one, get a much-needed two points. Um, some players that I felt did extremely well, got to throw out Jack Johnson. Oh, I thought Jack word. Johnson played a great game defensively, which that's all you can really ask for him. But when he throws in some offense, that's just cherry on the top. And the goal he had... I, I just talked about the Edmonton Oilers. That was Connor McDavid like. That was Nathan McKinnon like. That yeah. was that was, a, and it was so funny when you watch the replay. He's just swinging around from the left to the right, and everybody on Arizona was just like, "We'll give him space. He's he's not gonna he's not gonna go anywhere." And then he yeah. just has more time and space and gets closer and closer, and nobody closes in on him. So he's just like, "I'm gonna fire this thing." And that was a rocket, beautiful goal by Jack Johnson. I thought he played great. Yeah, it was a no doubter, and it's it's one of those where it's kind of like old man Johnson gets out there, and he's like, "If you guys aren't going to do it," and he <laughs> just does it with like just no chill. He just gets out there, does it, mm -hmm. takes his celly, and goes home. It's it was a beautiful goal. I, I I've I've enjoyed Jack Johnson's play this year. He's been good. Um, oddly enough, Cal McCarr, uh, you know, twenty seven minutes on the ice, ho hum. There, that's kind of his norm. No points again. I believe that's five games in a row where he has not has he not registered a single point, I think, in five games. I know he hasn't got a goal, but man, if he hasn't got I, th I think it's five games that if you want to check that, I'm working on it right now. Um, but even even having said that, like how we were talking about the power play and how that looked a lot better, even though they had nothing to show for it. You can kind of take that same talking point and apply it to Kale McCarr in this game. I thought he, he played a lot better. He was aggressive. He was firing pucks on net during the power play. He wasn't taking chances. He wasn't making that extra pass. If he had a lane, even the, the slimmest of, of, of lanes, he was taking it. So he was much more aggressive. And you like that that that's his game, especially on the offensive end. That's his game. So um, while he didn't have anything to show for it stat wise, defensively, I thought he was okay. I think there's still like still some mistakes that you're seeing from that top defensive pairing, which is odd. But um, I thought it was a better game than the last game that he played, which maybe was the worst game he's had this year. Yeah, and you're correct. Caleb McCarr has not recorded a point in five games. The last 
game he recorded a point was the New Jersey Devils game on February 6th, which ironically enough was his last game that he got over five shots and he got six in this game. So he's, he's working back to something, but yes, he's offensively not there, but again, he's a defenseman. So he's cleaning that up a little bit. He has had some serious lapses where I kind of scratch my head and thankfully Devontae's has been, he's looked better and it's taken the spotlight away from Kale a little bit. It's weird that you can go through a game and forget Kale McCarr is in it, and you wondered if he was injured, but he's he's still in it. So he's logging 27 minutes. That's norm, but I'd like to see him pick yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what was the other one going to bring? Um, where was it here? I had somebody that I was going to bring up. I can't remember exactly what it was at this second, but um, – I thought the where the game kind of was going back and forth was these challenges. Mm-hmm. And so you you had Alex Kerfa score a goal and that put the Arizona Coyotes up 4 to 3 and then Jared Bennar challenges it long challenge. That Very. was one of the more, the longer challenges time frame wise for them to review this that I that I've seen and they overturn it. No goal. Maybe 30 seconds later, the Avalanche score and Arizona challenges that. And that one takes about 10 seconds because Miko Rantanen definitely was off sides. So that one gets reversed. So for, uh, you know, you are back and forth. You, like the, the range of emotions there, being a fan of either of these teams is off the charts. You're ping ponging going everywhere because, you know, the, the if you're, from the Avalanche standpoint, you're, you, you go down. And it's in the third. You're like, here we go. This this is where you know things fall apart, and then it gets overturned. Phew! You avoided that one, and then you turn right around and make them pay for it, um, and and that gets overturned. And you're like, not, I have no idea where this game is going. Speak on on that those that like minute of of these these challenges here. It was pure chaos, and wherever Gabe Landeskog <laughs> and Matt Duchesne are sitting, for some reason the uh, the wind blew, and they get nostalgic for their time with the Avalanche. <laughs> With yeah. all these reviews that were going on, but it was the the Miko one. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It was kind of lazy, and he knew it, and he could have got caught earlier in that period as well. It was very blatant offsides, and if anything would have happened on that play, it would have been called back. That would have been before the the hail mary. I have no idea what that was. That was crazy. Mm. And for it to go that long, I don't know if they could see where the puck actually was. I don't know what they I don't were trying know, to man. track, but it, I've, it was going on forever. So I thought yeah. something else was amiss, and I kept looking so deep into that replay. I've never watched a replay so many times in my life, but my goodness, at least they got it right. And do you think so? I I do. You think so? Like it, it's I, I I'm of the mind on that where it's like. Uh, God, like for them to take that long, I was thinking they're not going to find any. They're not going to be able to find it. If it's taking this long, it's just going to be one of those don't have conclusive evidence. And I'm trying. And, and again, maybe they they have a, a view that altitude didn't show. But the one that the, the best one that altitude had was one right down the line. Yeah. And you can't like the 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 puck looks just like a UFO. Yeah. Um. And it because of who's sitting on the bench for the avalanche, you can kind of spot where it is. And I, I maybe, maybe he was offsides, but by the absolute slimmest of margins, 
And I always go back to the Gabe Landeskog one against the San Jose yeah. Sharks. That's completely different because my argument with that one was uh, Gabe Landeskog is not even in the play. He's leaving yeah. the play. And Kerfa is obviously in this play. He is the player that is scoring the goal. So it's different. But, man, like, that, I, that, that is just a, a, a grass blade of offsides and – it's if you're if you're a, a coyote fan, you are I don't think you're happy about that one. Well, I, I honestly I think they kind of went back because if you're not looking down the line, if you're looking at the play in live like in mm-hmm. live game speed, you see him almost to the dot turn around and kind of cradle the puck back in front of him. So mm-hmm. all of that just looks terrible and offsides. And I feel like when they're looking down, they're trying to find the exact moment of crossing and the puck. Because if all the other camera shots, you're like, this is clearly wrong and a miss and offsides, but we're trying to find the exact moment when it happened. Because usually mm-hmm. you're you're making that call on the ice, and it's like when a puck goes in the air, hockey players have no idea what to do with it because they're just they don't yeah. react to pucks in the air. And it's the same with referees; they don't they don't know how to track. So mm-hmm. they were looking, and I feel like that's what took so long. And I, I feel like they got it right, and it's one of those that Arizona. If Arizona fans, if you're trying to say this call was right, you're you're doing a lot of John Madden telestrating on where he was and what at what time and what justifies yeah. offsides. I, I it, it's tough. That that's a tough one to to deal with if if you're a, a Coyote fan, if you ask me. Uh, and the Mika one was cl- was clearly off. Now the the McKinnon one where they did get the goal that was on the the Taves yeah. goal fantastic work by him he's going behind the net and i don't know who it was in the coyotes that's going to check him and he kind of jumps and avoids the check in doing so keeps the the puck in, in possession of the puck passes to i think it was miko who then passes the tapes for for the goal that was that was beautiful that was absolutely beautiful and and that's kind of what you know got the avalanche going in the third that was that was a great great play and you go all the way before that, Nathan McKinnon, where he's pounding and pounding and pounding on the puck. On the puck I believe yeah. they actually they went to review that one as well. And that one pounding. too, yes. Yeah, and uh, Nathan not giving up on that. That's yeah. And for everything that face has been through, for that that brain to keep on going till the whistle, that's why Nathan McKinnon. Beautiful. I'm telling you, he's he's an athlete. Beautiful. And the last one I, I do want to mention um, is is Miles Wood. I thought, and it's it's one of those things that that don't show up. So, the the Avs commit a penalty with just like two minutes left. Miko, I think it's Miko. Who, who was it? Miko committed that last penalty. Uh, mm-hmm. I got I got it here. I can't remember who the heck it was. It's right in my like I said, we're recording this a few seconds right after the game. Um, Lekkinen did Lekkinen with a trip on Schmaltz. Right. So they they have the power play and they pull the goalie. So now it's a six on four abs and there's maybe like 30 seconds left where abs clear the puck. It's going down towards the net. It's going to miss it. And miles wood is there. And he knows that, you know, I thought it was great awareness by him. He knows that he can't catch up to the puck enough before the net to put home the empty netter. So it goes behind the net. And, and so many times, like when, when, when there's an empty net, I think that the thought process by anybody is just like score a goal. If you have an opportunity, score a goal. Clearly, he didn't do that. He he stayed with the puck that goes behind the net, 
and he just pins it up against the board and kills time. Yep. And he didn't try to force anything to force it back around to the front of the net or make an errant pass or even just do it himself because he's going to have three Coyotes guys on him, which is going to make it very difficult to score that goal. Probably turn it over, back go the Coyotes. It, it could have just been a, 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 a disaster in so many different ways, and he didn't do that. He, he just stayed with the puck and pinned it up against the boards, killed another 10 or 12 seconds, and now the, the Coyotes had like 10 or 12 seconds to get back up the ice and the game was over. I thought that was a very good, smart, heady play by Miles Wood just to end the game, don't worry about the empty net goal, and let's get the two points. Two thumbs up to Miles Wood for doing that. On top of all the emotion and, and all the reviews and everything up to that point, that was very smart. Excellent. And, and you know, to wrap up the to wrap up all that, it's 2024. You're listening to this on February 19th, 2024. Chris Wagner was a plus one on the Colorado. Hey, Wagner. good job. Good job, <laughs> Wag. All right. Um, all right, let's get our last break in. We'll get to our subtext people and then our sound check. We'll do that right after this. All right, let's hear from Sleeper. We continue to scour the internet to try to find a better daily fantasy sports app or network. Kyle, any luck yet? No, zero. Still no, nothing. still nothing. So uh, regardless of where you are in the current standings, we want to remind you that you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. And Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Mr. Sullivan, you were right on the money last time we did this with Arturi Lekkonen and his four-point game. But who do you got for this one Tuesday against Vancouver? This is a big one, sir. It's a big one, and it's also Grateful Dead Night. So I'm really mm. taking a stretch for this one. Okay. Bo Byram strikes me as a deadhead. So let's go Bo Byram. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? He has that kind of He's got that vibe. His- is way about him and he's been playing pretty good too he's been playing some very good hockey lately uh so use the promo code locked on nhl and you'll get up to a hundred one hundred dollar match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply that code again is locked on nhl see see sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability uh yeah but i should talk about bo byron more because he, he's been playing very good Yep, he's been really turning it around. Uh, and I checked quickly after the game. Jared Bednar made some comments, and he said that you know he he's been working with the coaching staff, and they really kind of like looked over uh, some video and kind of broke down where the improvements need to be made. And since then, it's been a couple games, but um, you can see the improvement. So yep. hopefully that that sticks. So, um, go ahead. Sorry, and, uh, and especially against Vancouver, you really need to get them. You need to be, and it doesn't get easier. You got Dallas coming up too, so you've got to get going. Absolutely. All right, let's get to uh, some subtext comments on this game. Uh, we got Vargar. Says, a win is a win, but I think I'm out on Georgiev. I'm really doubting if he, uh, he can backstop a cup winner. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll be nice and say Rajo doesn't fit, and they need to make a move sooner than later for a 2C. Uh, I'm a broken record at this point. So I, you know, I, I think, I think like we've said this before, we, we, the, the things that the avalanche need and need to address hasn't really changed. has not really changed. It, it's the two C it's uh, a backup goalie, but 
are people starting to incorporate a starting goalie in, in this whole conversation? Kyle's raising his hand. I am now in that camp. I, I, I'm now bad in this game though. I, I, I like you, you, that was, that was two goals on six shots at that point. And again, Mm -hmm. these are, these are bad beats. Like he's getting, Mm -hmm. there was one that went to the top of the post and out that he was like ducking away from. And I'm like, Yorgi, what are you doing? My, you're a goalie. Like there's so many shots that he's going the wrong way. The second goal, he was, he was taking a move to the right and it went in on his left, like the and the first goal. They're just they're they're bad beats now. It's it's steadily getting worse. And when you're looking at the well, fundamentals of yeah. sliding around and positioning, and he's got the yips. You could see it in like how he reacts and everything. It's it's just not good. So I am now in that camp that yes, he could get you through, but he's I have zero confidence. It's weird because like I I don't feel. And again, I'm not, you know, never played the position, but um, I don't feel like he's he's out of position. I just feel like he 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 doubts himself with either his catching glove or his blocker. He he doesn't have faith in it. So the, his positioning is fine. And and even even on the on there was one goal, I think it was the second one where it, he just got beat. And those are those are goals that you just feel like I, I wish we had a goalie that that could make those saves. Um, the first one I, that that was that was a difficult one. It was on a rebound, and they're you know I thought the Az were in good position to clear it. They just didn't clear it, and I think it was Matt Dumbo who was there that just ha- had a rebound. Those ones are going to happen. I can't sit. I don't want to sit here and and we we could micromanage every single goal that is scored on him and and go frame by frame and pick apart where he or the defense should have been. What it's a fast game. It's a fast game, and sometimes you can't stop. Puck's going in the net. And I thought that first one, I can forgive goals like that. But we're talking about the, the Kerfoot one that luckily got called back. But let's talk about how the goal was scored, regardless, regardless of it got being called back or not. Ones like that, you want to say, like, hey, man, we, we could use a stop here. The five hole mm, is a, I don't know. his his big time Achilles heel. His five hole is atrocious. Yeah. Um We'll see where they go with it. Madam Battleax, uh, she was only able to catch the third period, but she said, I don't understand why we have such issues with Arizona. We are not equal, but every time we play them, we change our strategy down to them. I don't know. Usually, you know what? A lot of times she's right. Uh, The Avalanche have been known to play down to their opponent. I thought in this game, the Avalanche put in that, that full 60. I really did. I thought they played a very good game from beginning to end. Um, Arizona is just better than, than they have been in the past few years. Uh, even though they're playing, they're in a rut right now. It's a better team. It's a better team, but still the avalanche struggle with them. And it's kind of a mystery. See, that's the thing because the Arizona coyotes don't have an identity. They're just an amalgamation of talent. Everybody Mm -hmm. else has a, a method of their madness and how they come in. You know what to expect with Arizona. You have no idea how they're going to get you. And that's what confuses the Avs so much. Yeah. Um, she goes on. I'm glad we took the two points, but man, did we work hard to get it? I hope the abs see that the Canucks are not Arizona and they sure aren't the capitals better bring the a game. And what was with that offsides talking about Miko drag a toe, man. He's going to wake up. I know. 
Um, and then lastly, Easton, Ross Colton with a comeback game after Tampa uh, and him being scrappy in the end. Um, yeah, th- there was good amount of, of uh, this was this was a good division game and, and some good scraps and scrums after stoppages and stuff like that. And um, I think they, they did call Colton and Kraus, I think, at the end. It was yeah. almost like just I don't think they needed to, but it was almost like just both you guys go to your room for, for two minutes. Uh, but I, I liked it. I, I liked the the pace of this game. I liked the back and forth. Um, I liked the divisional animosity going on. All in all, I thought it was an entertaining game. I think playing against his former team fired up uh, Ross Colton. I think it, it really got him. Mm-hmm. It was a little humbling and embarrassing. And because at the time, you think going to Colorado is a, a step up. Like, okay, let's go. They they beat us. This is the new king. And you play them, and you look worse so i think that woke him up a little bit good to be all right uh last bit of business that's our locked on avalanche sound check kyle and i pick a song that we feel best summarizes the most recent game put these songs up on a playlist over on spotify which you can follow just search loa sound check volume number three what do you got here sir abs and coyotes this this song comes from my all-time favorite rock my first time all-time favorite rock band this is at time of recording 44 years ago we lost bond scott so this will be dog eat dog the desert dogs came out and tried to take some bites out of nate dog's face it did not happen we got the two points and they tuck their tails and go back to arizona dog eat very nice very i love it i love that uh i'm gonna go with some guns and roses on uh this one and from the much maligned Chinese Democracy album, which uh, I, I I love. I, I think, I mean, it's not their best, obviously, but there's so much story behind that Chinese yeah. Democracy album that it's just, it, it was never going to live up to anybody's expectation. It just took on a mind of its own yeah. after, what, 12 years of not coming out. Um, but there there's a song on there. I think it's, I think it's an excellent song, and it's simply titled Better. Yeah. I thought this was this was better for the Avalanche. You, you saw, like I said earlier, you saw the full sixty. I thought um, you 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 got behind in this game. You didn't sulk and you didn't let it get to you. You came back. You, you put up a fight. You put up some scrums. I thought you got decent goaltending. Could it be better? <laughs> sure, but um, overall, and, and you got the win. So it, it's better than what you just finished up in that that road trip by far so and and like uh madam Badalak said what's coming to town yeah. uh doesn't care about what you've just been going through and i would i would venture to guess what's coming to town in vancouver is looking at you still even as as you're struggling a little bit as you still have to go through the avalanche because while vancouver's been doing excellent this year they haven't won anything yet so they're not going to hoist anything up just because they've had a good 50-some games of the season. They still probably have that mindset of, we have to go through teams like Vegas. We have to go through teams like Colorado to get where they want to go. They are going to come in and, and re, you know, try to stake their claim. So they saw what happened to Boston last year. You know you yeah. got to beat these teams like this. Yep. Uh, and we will talk about that tomorrow a little bit more in detail, what to expect there. 
Uh, but until then, that's going to wrap it up for today. So thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated, everybody. So for Mr. Shaggy Vadum, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.